welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. And I'm Chris. And here we are. In the Lower East Side of Manhattan. You know, you're supposed to say on the Lower East Side. Oh, is it on? Yeah. You know what I've always wondered? So, there's Soho, you know? Yeah. Which is south of Houston. Yeah. And then there's NoHo. Yeah. What if you live on Houston? Then you live on Houston. Is it on Ho? Nice. <laughs> should sell that joke to Modi. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're on one side of the street, it's Soho, and if you're on the other side of the street, it's NoHo. But what if you're right in the middle of the street? Hey, you're on Ho. Really? But nobody says that. It's because they say I'm on Houston Street. You know what I've realized doing these things? Um, Which things? These podcast things? Yeah. Is that I think, I mean, as long as we don't have to talk a lot about drugs, I mean, we weave it in there. This is just endless. I think it's just this endless amount of crap that we could talk about. Because we have nothing to say, but we have a lot of it. Yeah, I guess. I, that's a really negative way to talk about it, though. What do you mean? We're making a podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. So, and luckily... <laughs> we're getting more and more to the latter, though. Fine, but it, that's, it's, it's, you know, that's what the podcast is about. Yeah. It's about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. Yeah. And like some episodes are all about drugs. Yeah. Some episodes are all about addiction. And some episodes are just all about dumb shit. What's the difference between being about drugs and about addiction? You said some episodes are all about drugs, some episodes are all about addiction. Because sometimes we talk about drugs like as they are, the substance. And sometimes we talk about the pathology of being addicted or being an addict. Okay. All right. I'm with you. And sometimes we just talk about dumb shit. Yeah. You know? I kind of like the dumb shit episodes. Those are my favorite, personally, to record. I can only think of one, and that was the last one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. The crazy thing is, for you guys, Modi was weeks ago in your past. I know. But that was tonight. <laughs> I still have you a did. bad taste in my mouth about that. You still do. Of course you do. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Danny Boy one, we did Danny Boy. Last and week. then we talked about it in the next two episodes because it had just happened. But people are probably going to listen to them as we release them and be like, why the fuck are they still talking about it? Well, because Danny Boy is like the highlight of the year for us. Maybe uh, not, though. Who's coming? The East Side Crackhead. Yeah, the East Side Crackhead is our next notable thing. Yeah, and big, you know who I know? Big Time keeps on expressing interest for Big Time as East Side Crackhead's manager, but... We'll see. Maybe we will have already recorded it by the time this airs, because this won't air for, what, five weeks? But the question is, let's say, out of the blue, somebody swoops in, some big star. Do we preempt all these episodes? Mmm. I don't know. We can't. But if there's five episodes, are you going to be able to sit on it that long? Let's say fucking Robert Downey Jr. or um, James Lang. Franco or Artie Lang comes on, talks about their drug addiction. You're saying if we had six skewed up. Do you think James Franco's a drug addict? Yeah, he is a drug addict. Is he? Or he's an alcoholic. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? Are you serious? Yeah. Are you really asking me that? How do you know? Because he's in the rooms. How do you know that? I just do. How do you know? Do you really want me to reveal how I know? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. James Franco has... A- I could see James... But my point is, I could see if James Franco is in the rooms or not in the rooms, I could see him going just for self-improvement. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Isn't he like a PhD or something? And yeah. Like, he's really smart. He supposedly has a tattoo of this guy, Brad Renfro. I think. That's what I heard. Um, and I went to rehab with this 
the guy Brad. I don't know if anybody knows him. He was the little kid in The Client. He was in the movie Bully. Um, I think you already told the story. Did I? Yeah. He left and died. Now, we've got real business to take care of. Okay? What is that? Topics. 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 I thought you were going to start fucking talking about Dopey again. No, no. Enough enough about Dopey. I want to talk topics. All right. Um, You've been sucking those down tonight. Yeah, How many have you had? I don't count. (laughs) I don't count. Um, Shall we... um, I don't know. Maybe it's too early to talk topics. Anything else stupid you want to talk about? Some stick. Um, Please don't do that anymore. You want to get me upset when you say stick? Shtick. Just say shtick. It's a beautiful word. Shtick. It is a beautiful word. And I think it's that joke's already ran its course. A long time ago. (laughs) But it's almost like if I just keep with it long enough, it'll get funny again. No. No? When you say shtick, I feel good. Do you? All right, so because I know that you've learned it, I've learned it, and it feels good to say it. You taught me things. What else have I taught? Jump you? the shark and shtick. Yeah. What else? Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and the bottom parts for chilies and uh, the lion sleeps tonight. Yeah, which it's funny. Learn. The lion sleeps tonight. The 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 chorus. I thought that was the bottom part. But in the jungle. In the jungle. But now that you think about it, do you know? I, I thought the high part was like when he starts like screaming real high. That's also the high part. I tried to do that. It was kind of funny. Yeah. I heard, I don't think I said this, I heard that in Lion King there's some sort of sexual references in the cloud. I think it actually says sex in the clouds at one point. I don't know about they that. They used to do that a lot. They would hide shit in like the animation. I don't know about that. Lion King was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? No, it was like 25 years ago. See, in my mind, it's still a new Disney movie. No. Because I never... I just saw it for the first time. It's fucking like animated, dude. Like, animated in, like, the traditional sense. Like, hand-drawn. So, The Lion King came out when you were six. Came out when I was a kid. Like, I was, like, under ten, I think. It came out when I was... Should I look it up? Twenty-five or something. Yeah, you were twenty-five when I was six. You're not that much older. No, I was sixteen. Lion King... No, we don't care. I need to know right now. I will not be able to go on... Uh, 94. Um, yeah, I was in 10th grade. No, I was in, I was a sophomore in June college. June 15th, 1994, that's like a few weeks before Independence Day came out, right? And now there's a new Independence Day coming out. What are the coincidences? And we're talking about Lion King. What? Never mind. I'm just drawing. All right. You want to talk about, Parallel. you want to tell a story? Do you want to talk about drug dreams? Do you want to talk about character defects, Steven Tyler? Uh, I'm all for defects and recovery, but let's add that towards the end. I think we hit them with some debauchery first. Uh, okay, tell a story. Let's do drug dreams. I can add a story to drug dreams. Because I actually have drug dreams that I can talk about and a story that's happened because of my drug dream. I'll, I'll start with the story because of the drug dreams. Right. It's a really stupid, small, short story. And I can set it up if you want a little pause, bit. Pause it. Pause it. We're pausing it, and then we're going to instantaneously return. Okay, we're back. Welcome to Dopey. Am I telling a story? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, drug dreams, right? That's where we were. So <clears throat> this was, uh, I was in college the first time, um, first experience in school. Uh, sophomore year, was living with this kid, full-on alcoholic. That was my biggest run with alcohol. I'd smoke weed like five, six times a day, but I was drinking – 
vodka in the morning, like right when I woke up, in the middle of the night when I woke up, uh, shaking, dry heaves, like legit real alcoholism. And I've never had alcoholism. Like I've never drank to that extent again because I always would end up in rehab doing – I was just searching for drugs. I always drank when I was doing drugs. But like this was like all day vodka drinking from the second I woke up and in the middle of the night. So it was bad, right? And uh, and I was actually telling Dave, I'll, I'll mention this on the show, is uh, we were talking about there's a show on Vice yeah, called – Yeah, you already thinking of it? Is, uh, there's a show – Dave and I were talking on the phone the other – No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you was, tell him, man. It's so funny. Chris, Chris uh, texts me a link. No, I text you a screenshot of my friend who texted me something. Yeah, his friend had sent him a thing that said, I think Vice robbed you. And this, you know, this, you know, the company Vice. And I have channel. been robbed by Vice once. I wrote a piece um, that was picked up by Vanity Fair, and then Vanity Fair couldn't run it, and it was ran by Gawker. And then Vice did the same exact thing as a video documentary. And I emailed them, and they claimed they didn't rip it off, but they definitely did. I, you don't know that. No, did. because the guy said something. Maybe they were already in production, but the guy says something on the video documentary that was word for word what somebody commented on the piece I wrote. I'm just saying it's possible that they didn't stay. It is possible. Probably likely because I'm just – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that also like with – I know that with drugs and with addicts and stuff, we tend to think that stuff like that happens all the time. And then later on, you realize that it didn't really happen like that. That happened with yeah, me. Yeah, I still, a I still times. think it, but I know what you're saying. Like, not to trust what I think. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm I mean? sure. Yeah. I, I just don't think that's what happened. You're probably right. But so Vice is doing this show that they, but they straight up stole the show from the Brad show. Okay. MTV is doing a show called like the Greatest Parties of All Time, which is an animated show about people partying and going crazy. Vice is doing a show called Party Legends, which is an animated show about celebrities partying. And then this guy sends Chris the text that says, looks like Vice stole Dopey. And I said, so smartly, our show isn't about partying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not. And then I was like, and then we talked on the phone, I think, and I was saying how, like, this brings us full circle back to the story I was telling you. I was like... Yeah, I was like, I remember when I was like in college, I was drinking. I was talking about this period where I was drinking around the clock, and people would like come to my room. I also sold Adderall a lot, and people would come to my room to like buy Adderall, or just like friends would come by, whoever you know, whatever friends I had left. And uh, it would be like eight a.m. in the morning, and they'd be going to class, and I'd be playing Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic on Xbox and drinking straight out of a fifth of Smirnoff, and they'd be like dude, like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm partying. <laughs> the question is, though, is Dopey a show about partying? No. What, you don't I think there's show? a couple partying stories we weave in, but our partying days were a blip in the beginning. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, uh, my, my whole life was Dopey with, like, a fucking interlude in the very beginning, a, pr- a prelude of partying, you know? Yeah, like a moment of pregame. I, I literally, dope. the shit that would count as partying was, like, before I had my driver's license, you know what I mean? It was like way back. I I I partied like once <laughs> or something. You know well, what I mean? Well, it sounds like the cat weasel. You partied in sobriety. You went no, to but I was weasel. I was like. Oh, were you happy. active then? No, I was just not having fun. Oh yeah, it was not a party for me. Ray paints this beautiful picture like it was awesome. Ray loved it. Yeah. I didn't love I it. I miss much. Ray. We had to get him back on. Like, legit get him back on. We tell everybody we want him back on, but I liked Ray. 
if you're listening, turn back the clock and listen to the time Ray accidentally shot Angel Dust instead of heroin. Good episode. I was just thinking that we should get Ray on. He has a new song out. Like, I think we should get Ray back on. What was the one? Lean, he said, saying? Yeah, but but this new song is great. But, like, I also haven't hung out with Ray since then. Really? Yeah. Doesn't he manage your band or something? Yeah, but my band doesn't really exist. <laughs> you know? You gotta update your SoundCloud. Yeah, we don't have any... It's know. weak. I mean, like, it just... Like, the thing you played on here once is better than the recording on SoundCloud. Listen, I have a story to tell if you don't tell your story. Yeah. You know what we should do? Actually, a call to action real quickly. We need to get the microphones, but we don't want to pay for them. So, if you guys could do us a favor, friend Modi on Facebook and tell him he should donate the microphones to to Dopey. Dopey. That would mean so much to me if you did that. Would that mean something to you? Yeah, I think, think it would just be funny if Modi gets an email of donate your microphones to Dopey. I think it's just it might be too much to ask of the Dopey Nation to do that. That's true. Maybe one person will do it. Maybe one day the Dopey Nation will be sprung into action like that. Yeah. But right now the Dopey Nation is relatively a passive nation. <laughs> we're, we're 30 out of 300 write a review when we beg for a year. You mean they're not taking a proactive approach? How many months have we been doing the uh, – our first episode was, I think, January 20th or something. 21st. And it's like June 29th now? So six months. Six months. That's way longer than I expected it to last. Really? How long did you expect it to last? I didn't know, man. Um, yeah, I didn't know. There was like a brief period where I was like, are we just going to run out of shit to say? And now I'm like, this is endless. Yeah, Brad Brad thinks we're going to do it forever, but I said him straight on that. What did you say? I said, there's nothing lasts forever, Brad. No. Oh. Um, all right. Nothing lasts forever. All right. So anyways, I was back. I was drinking my ass off in college. It was my sophomore year, uh, selling Adderall. People were coming by my rooms that whole time period. And, um, and the subject was drug dreams. So I was weaving a story in with the drug dreams. And uh, it's really quick. But my, my roommate wants really cool guy. He's super ADHD, like exactly like me, but he's not afflicted. Very successful. He lives in New York. Actually, he'd be great on the show. He could tell great stories about me. He's super smart and like really like loud and animated. Good guy, good heart too. Um, so, anyways, I was living with this kid. He was like the only kid in the college who could actually tolerate me, you know. Um, and uh, and I could tolerate him. You know what I mean? Like we were perfect for each other. And so he's like, dude, and like I was full blown. He was living with me, and I was drinking around the clock. And he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, you're what you say in your sleep. He's like, is really fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like. Literally, like multiple times while you're sleeping, is like I've heard you just saying, "Trust me, trust me, trust me." I'm sorry. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. That's some classic addict stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's like, like a pattern too. He's like it wasn't one time. Like it happened like over and over. I talk yeah. in my sleep constantly, and I tell stories in my sleep. Do you really? Yeah. I just go on and on. Really. On and on. I dated this Japanese girl. You could ask her questions and she would answer them in her sleep. Um, that's the story? That's it. That's the story. But then we can get into drug dreams. I got a lot of drug dreams. It's more just like the evolution of like, like sobriety with drug dreams mostly. Um, they, uh, 
I'd have these are like when I was like getting sober. I remember like it'd usually be like a month or two, and I don't have them anymore. But I used to have them like every fucking night. I'd have them and think I relapsed, and then I'd wake up and like I'd be like, "Did I fucking relapse?" Like, "Oh no!" And like I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, two big ones I would have in early sobriety was I would um, I'd be shooting coke. I'd register, inject the coke, right? Pull out the syringe. And then, like, you know, my favorite part was, like, that couple seconds before it hit I've talked about before. And then, like, right when it was going to hit in the dream, I'd wake up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, right before they went to sex. That's crazy. Yeah. The the dreams I have when I get sick are just, like, bad shit's going to happen to me. Like, I told the story. What do you mean when you get sick? Like, like when I go into withdrawal. When you were, like, dope sick and you would finally fall asleep? Or, no, like, when I fall asleep on the cusp of dope sickness. Oh, you're yeah. like foreboding. Yeah, I have foreboding dreams. Like the the dream I, I think I told it on this on the show where like I was on a plane in real life. Yeah. I was flying to Texas and I had a dream that I was in my high school but it was empty and there were these gigantic aquariums, like bigger than mine. Uh and and but the only thing they had in the aquariums were spiders the size of footballs. Oh yeah, I think and you they told left me that. the cover off the tank and the spiders were out of the aquarium and we were just like, Where are the spiders? That's oh, like that's a dope, terrifying. Yeah, that's like a dope sick dream. The the then like one time it was my first night in detox. It was the detox I went to. Um, <laughs> oh man! <What>? Before I, <laughs> before I met you, something just clicked. Before I met you, um, I went to a detox in um, Connecticut. Where? Wherever you go to detox before Mountainside. Uh, there's Silver Hill Hospital. Is it a fancy one? No. Oh. It was not fancy. Um, was there? See, I only know the ones then in Massachusetts and New Jersey. It was wasn't sh- Sunrise. That's in Jersey. It's no. a fancy one. It was a shit bag. I don't um, go to fancy places. Mountainside was the fancy place. I it was always like a hospital detox. No, it was like a fucking shit bag detox. <laughs> okay, no, I don't know. And like, I, I like, I like got um, my friend was actually my ex girlfriend uh, to drive me. To detox, but of course it was the classic caveat that I had to be get able high to, on the way. Oh yeah, shoot dope the whole way. Yeah, and like take a handful of pills before I right get before there. you go in. Yeah. And the night before, yeah. or, or two nights before, like I live on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and I don't party. But two nights before, I decided I wanted to party. Was this the one time? No. <laughs> no. So there was two times. No, I had decided. No, no, no. I didn't. Par- I didn't succeed in partying. Oh. I like. I got a party met- failure. Yeah, I we got- should have a dude. We should call ours instead of party legends. We'll be party failures. Yeah, <laughs> or just call it dopey. Yeah, but party failure. Yeah, yeah. I think that fits. Uh, so share me your failure. So I, uh, I got a bunch of dope. And I shot it all, and I went out to bars because I never go to bars. Yeah, you know. And I was like, I want to go to a bar and have fun. Sure. And I went to some bar and like. They're all drinking like blue drinks out of test tubes and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, hmm. And I, I like try to dance with some girl. I'm like, she's like looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm having fun. I'm the party. Like the night before you were supposed to go in, maybe two nights. Okay, and uh, and I was just so I, I like had one drink, but I was so high on the heroin. I was like. I got to get out of here, and I and I left. You know, I failed to yeah. party at the club, <laughs> and I'm walking home just down Grand Street, and I, I look down at my phone, and the next thing I know, I walked face first into a wall, <laughs> and I broke my nose. Did you? And I got a black eye. Okay. Yeah. So then two days later, we're driving up to Connecticut, and I'm shooting dope, and I'm taking pills, and I'm a fucking mess. But I have this 
big black eye <laughs> and my nose is bleeding and scabbed and yeah, busted. Yeah. And uh, and I get to the to the detox, it's just a total, total wreck. And everybody's on the balcony, like there's a, a porch where they smoke cigarettes and everybody's on there smoking. And I'm like Hey guys, you know I'm like hi, like because I'm so used to detox. Yeah, yeah. It's like I know them all. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "What's wrong with him?" <laughs> and like, do you remember that guy in uh, in rehab, the Long Island guy, the rich guy, the funny guy with curly blonde hair, like, uh, like, like big mouth guy. How old is he? He's young. No. Yes, you do. You have to tell me a name. He wound up like I was there for six. I was there for like six months. He just had a big mouth. He he was just like some big mouth fucking kid. Like his name was... Oh, was it Ross? Yes. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Super rich. He used to work for yeah. Google. Yeah. He was in my group. He, yeah. he was a spoiled little brat. He yeah. stayed in the area for a bit and then... You know, so he and he just was like, he was like, better stay away from that guy. Oh, yeah. he was in there? Yeah. I figured he'd be at a ritzy detox. No. And anyway, so, uh, so like, I don't know, it's night, you know, it's late and, and like all the stuff is wearing off systematically and I have this dream that um that one of one of the guys I work with this manager is a real villain like a crazy criminal yeah and um this is in real life yeah okay and I have the dream that uh before I check into detox he gives me two cars and an apartment and he's like don't worry about paying me for it Dave I gotcha. <laughs> and in the dream, I'm like, it's like one of those old fashioned keys, you know, the big keys with the, you know, like with the, you know, there's a loop and there's oh, a yeah, stem yeah, yeah, and the yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I have the, like the uh, dungeon master. Yeah, yeah, I have the keys and I'm like to trying the car, to, to the car to the apartment. To the, to the apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And, I, and it's an old fucked up apartment. Why did you need two cars? And I was like, I own this now and I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I woke up. I was like, fuck. That's like a getting sick dream. Yeah. But and then the dream that I always get is like I need drugs and I'm like wandering the countryside looking for drugs. And Todd is usually in the dream. Yeah. And me and Todd are looking for drugs and um and we find somebody who has drugs and uh and we get a ton of drugs. Yeah. And I like and I put them in my pocket and then all sorts of shit happens and I'm like trying to get away from everybody <laughs> just so I can do the drugs. Yeah. And, and I never get And you can't get away from them. Never. Dude, never. that's same dude. But I used to have a thing where I'd be sitting at a bar, which I never even drink at bars. I don't know why. And I'd be getting drunk and there'd be like a shot in front of me and I'd go to, to take the shot and knock it back. And as I was bringing the shot to my mouth, my head would just move back and it would be an infinite sequence of me bringing the shot to my mouth and my head moving back where I could never get the shot to my mouth or I'd be sitting at a bar and I'd be trying to grab a beer and every time I tried to grab it, I'd knock it with my hand and it would fall over and spill and the bartender would get me a new one and I'd go to pick it and I'd knock it over with my hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So strange. Yeah. It's amazing. I I have dreams like that all the time where I would be driving someplace and copping and just it's always in my pocket, but I, but things keep ha- – it's like a Three's Company episode where things keep happening to prevent the yeah. plot from furthering. Um, you know, the, the few drug dreams that I've had, they're few and far in between now, but the ones that I have now, I, I actually like beat up on myself afterwards. What happens is 
I don't actually remember it happening. I just relapsed. So just like I've relapsed. I don't remember actually what I did or what happened. But the, the fact is I have relapsed. And the whole dream is just about how I'm going to hide it from my sponsor, from the people I live with, from my parents. And the, that's all the dream's about. And then I wake up and I'm, I'm so relieved that I didn't relapse. But then I have so much shame that like my first thing is like, you know, my – my my mo in the dream is to just hide it from everybody, you know. Right, it's protecting the the illness. The yeah. Disease. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh man, fuck! You lost it. Yeah, I had something. It's called tip of the tongue phenomenon. It's an actual term in psychology, where you know, want to hear something cool? I heard the other day. It's kind of stupid, but have you ever experienced deja vu? Yes. Where you feel like you've been somewhere. Yeah. And there actually might be like a medical reason for that. And what it is is that you, we see something and you might actually have it stored. You have a short-term memory and long-term memory where I might see you or something like that and this actual scene gets immediately stored in like basically like my long-term memory and then my short-term memory processes it and it thinks it's a memory I've already had. So just like a cross-wiring where it gets cataloged in your brain differently. I haven't had deja vu in years. I yeah. used to get it all the time. Yeah. I haven't had it in years and years and years. It's fun. It's Deja fun. Is really it's fun. so trippy. It's, I feel like I used to be, I'd get it and I'd be like, I thought it was like evidence of like reincarnation or like fucking the multiverse or something like, like that. that something know? good was happening. Yeah. When I got deja vu, I was like, it's magic. It's like, magic. It yeah. Like totally. Coolest thing. But I remember what I, what I forgot. Yeah. It was the other night. Um, uh, I was going to bed and I had to take Benadryl because I was having an allergy attack. Yeah. And I, and I go to sleep and in the dream, I'm on Benadryl, <laughs> and I'm scared everyone thinks I'm on drugs. And I'm, trying, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, hide the fact that I'm like, no, it's only Benadryl. You know, that was the whole dream. And then I wake up, and I'm like, this is the lamest drug dream in the history of drug dreams. Yeah. I still get that with people where, like, sometimes I'll just be like, and not with people. It's mostly, like, with family. Sometimes I even get it where, like, I, would see, I have a therapist that I still see, and I'll see her, and I'll be like, I might just be, like, tired or not want to talk. And I feel like I have to pretend I'm a certain way or she's going to think I'm using. No, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Which kind of sucks. It's still around. You know, I feel like people don't experience that once they've been sober 10 years, 20 years. You know what I mean? That's well, they, recently somebody asked me if I was on drugs. Um, at work or where? No, uh, my daughter's mother. <laughs> she asked me if I took Xanax because she has Xanax. Yeah, but I've seen – well, sometimes to the Dopey Nation, I've seen Dave when he gets like tired and stuff and he looks fucked up. Your eyes get all like weird and like you just kind of like – At some point, I just shut down. Yeah, and you look like you're on something. Totally. I think there's also like – I believe that once like we get used to something, our bodies can access it. Like I can access getting high on weed just by pantomiming smoking. Yeah, weed. I mean not to the full extent. No, but I, I agree with that. My grand sponsor, so my sponsor's sponsor like really believes like he's been with people who are tripping and he thinks that like – a part of it's like contagious or he's like sat in groups where people are taking like sure. ayahuasca ceremonially and he said that he actually feels like he's in a different mind state just from being in close proximity with people who have ingested it. I believe it but I think that that counts even just drunk. You know, you're yeah, with somebody dude, who's totally, drunk. You yeah. feel drunk. Yeah. You know, you're or with you somebody just, who's high. You know, you know what that well, you, feels have like. Have you read the college study where they like – they took a bunch of kids and um, I forget actually what it was called but they gave them like non-alcoholic beer – and they gave like them some of them real beer, and they filmed them. And after they'd had like four or five drinks of the non-alcoholic beer, 
the kids like loosened up and like started acting silly, like basically almost the same as the people who had had the regular beer. Yeah. But not for me. I feel like I would know the fucking difference. I don't know. I, I think it's amazing. Um, I think there's now in sobriety, but when I was in the thick of it, it's like I could tell like minute differences in like, you know, alcohol percentages, cocaine quality. Like I could tell. You know? Well, like my whole cookie thing, you know, like my cookie business. Yeah. Like the baker who bakes edibles once came with a batch of, of the Othellos to deliver to me at work and I'm selling them. And I took a bite, and uh, it tasted a little bit like weed. And I and I, I had worked twelve hours, but all of a sudden <laughs> I thought I was high. Really? You know, I was paranoid and this and that. But I got drug tested, and there was no weed in it. Oh, you got the cookies drug tested? No, I got myself drug tested. Oh, you did? Yeah. Just because you were curious, or that's a whole other story. Uh, all right. You don't want to share? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, one night. One night. Um, no? I doubt it. All right, we'll just move on. One night, Linda asked me to take a drug test. Oh, well, that's cool. So I, mean, I that's took right. it. I mean, I, I never get offended if somebody asks me to drug test. I yeah, right. I was excited. Yeah. I, but at the same time, I was nervous. <laughs> You're like, oh, the fellows. <laughs> and she was like, she, she just, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it was a, vi- a vindication. You I know still what I mean? get drug tested. And um, sometimes. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I feel, uh, sometimes it feels like I never did drugs, you know, nowadays, like it wasn't part of my life. And sometimes I feel like I'm still on them, you know, I, I feel, and some, and, and then the reality is I'm sober and a recovering drug addict, yeah. but like some, but I feel those things mm-hmm. sometimes. I feel sometimes like I never did them. Like it wasn't my life. Yeah. You ever feel like that? Yeah, oh yeah, like it was a separate, yeah, like it's a different not, reality, you know. But it wasn't, it wasn't my life, it wasn't me. Yeah. You know, I feel like that all the well, time. Well, it wasn't. Right. To a degree, you right. know. Right, Um It's really funny, I don't know if I've said this on Dopey, but like Dave said to me once, he's like, he's like, you know, Chris, he's like, just imagine when like we get really old and like we're dying and, and, <laughs> and he's like, favorite. he's like, I, I, for some, Dave said this to me five, like five years ago and I still think about it, like four years ago. And he's like, just imagine you're really old and you're dying and you're in hospice and they put you on comfort care. They call it comfort care. Comfort care is like one of those things where they just give you like strong opiates towards the end of death to like make it easier, even though you might <coughs> have pain. And he's like, so Dave's like, imagine like they put you on comfort care, you know, and they, they run some like Dilaudid or morphine and you're just going to, it's all going to come crashing back, you know, and you're going to be like, oh my God, like. I was a horrible heroin <laughs> addict fifty years ago. It's just more like it's just more like I remember this. <laughs> you know, it's like I know. But when it happens, you know, when that happens, like whatever like when you get into a horrible injury, you know, like you're taken to the ambulance yeah. and it happens and, or, or we're dying, we have cancer, or whatever, yeah. and they give us an opiate. Yeah. It's gonna be that. Yeah. It's gonna be like cocoon the return well i don't know i've talked to some people who have had major surgeries in long-term sobriety and they've said that like they take the they've taken the medication if they did it really as needed and it only really helped with the pain but i think it's a different story this is someone who was taking like a percocet because they had their wisdom teeth taken out it's a different story if they're giving you like demerol iv after an accident you know i remember the first time you know, I actually gave recovery a try after uh, after we met, and uh, and I got 
I got 18 months together, but I, I had a few drinks over the 18 months. Yeah. And um, uh, maybe I really only got like 10 months together or something. Yeah. And, uh, and my friend invited me to go to this concert with him. Yeah. And uh, I had to go to the dentist. And I went to the dentist and I had like multiple root canals. Yeah. And they prescribed me Vicodin. And I was just like, fuck it. Um, they didn't give me a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? They were like, yeah, they give you like 12. Yeah, this is going to be, they give you 12. Yeah. Like, this is going to be for the pain. And uh, I was like, I can, I can get that. Yeah. And I, and I took one and I felt that thing. You like, felt it from one? No, I was just like, I just, it's like a, like a Tinkerbell. Yeah. Miles away, you see that little light. Yeah. And I was like, Wait a second! And I just <laughs> took the rest of them. You took all twelve. I think I, I took three. I took three yeah. for four nights. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, and I was, you know, it was it was that. I might have actually taken four for three nights. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I have to do soon too. What? Go to the dentist. I haven't been in forever. You know what I need at the dentist? Oh, we talked about this. You know what I need? Root canal. I'm gonna need multiple root canals again. Yeah. But what I really need in a dentist is nitrous. Why? Because I can't handle it. I cannot handle the fucking dentist. Yeah, well, don't have to get nitrous. Just give them, have them give you pentothal. What, just, so I could tell the truth during the session? Just knock you out. Whatever. I just, why not yeah, nitrous? Well, because nitrous kind of fucks you up. The other stuff is just like count back from 10 and then you wake up. Do you have any good dentist stories? I know that when I had my, no, put that away. Put, put your laptop away. I wanted to get up. Nope. No, put it away. I'm going to, hold on. Just keep no. talking. You're talking about the dentist. Don't worry about me. Yeah, but you're not paying attention to me. And no, he, I am. he rags on me for touching my phone for a second. He's on Facebook right now. No, I want to, I want to, I was I'm trying to help the show. What are you trying to do? Tell me. It'll ruin it for the, for the show. <laughs> It'll ruin it for the show. Will you close that? Yeah. I can't focus. Close it. All right. What are we talking about? Dentist. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have this one story, actually. So, I, was, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. I was in high school. must have been, like, 17 or something. Uh-huh. And they have you, like, you know, you don't eat for a period if they're knocking you out. Right. And so, I didn't eat. I got knocked out. Um, and then I woke up. And uh, they actually give you Novocaine, too. They also... No, stop. I'm not looking at it. I just charged my phone. They also uh, numb... They also give you Novocaine, too. So you wake up and you're numbed out. You know what I mean? You're talking all weird and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't eaten in forever, and I was starving. And they told me, like, you know, don't eat for a certain amount of time um, until after you get home, right? Is that you? Yeah. Um, so I went home, and uh, I just didn't listen to them. You know what I mean? Like, my mom picked me up, and she brought me home. And the first thing I did was eat an Italian sub because I was so hungry. But my mouth was still all numbed out. And so I'm just sitting there and like you're not supposed to eat for like a period and then it's like, like liquids and then soup, you know? Right. And I just immediately like started eating and uh, I'm like chewing on the meat and I remember thinking I was like chewing a lot and I think I was like chewing on the side of my mouth and I was watching a movie in the dark and I wiped my chin and it was just all blood, like all You're just chewing on the inside of your mouth. I was chewing on the side of my mouth and then I think I had like holes where like they take the teeth out and those were all like, you know what I mean? Just like stitches and stuff like that. Oh. It was just not a good idea. Yuck. Yeah, I've done that so many times, so many different – I told you about when I broke my arm and I just ripped the cast off after like two days. It was like a hard cast, like a legit cast. I just ripped it off. I, I talked about that in one episode. It's um, funny. I don't think we'd remember half the stuff we said. No, I don't remember. I think it's okay if we repeat ourselves a little bit. I mean it doesn't look like people are listening to the early episodes and we have new listeners. Um, I know that uh, 
I feel like if I had never gone to the dentist as a child, I wouldn't be a drug addict. I remember I was like, I don't know, 17, and I went to this dentist. He was this Russian guy in my neighborhood, and uh, I think I had smoked weed once or something. And uh, and I'd never had nitrous. I'd never had a cavity or anything. Yeah. So like I got a cavity then I think. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, I'm going to give you nitrous, you know. And uh, so he puts the nitrous on me, and uh, he goes, Yes, I think you will like this. And really? I'm, and I, my eyes just kind of widen, and I'm getting high off the nitrous. How old were you? I was like 16, 17. Yeah. And he goes. Have you ever experimented with marijuana? And I just died laughing. Really? I'm just laughing. I, it was the funniest thing I ever heard. Because I'm on the nitrous. Yeah, yeah. You know, it actually, was he laughing? He's like giggling, yeah. smiling. He's he probably knows. He's probably like done this so many yeah. times as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably his big move. Yeah. You know, and so like, and I remember I was, it was profound. It, it affected me profoundly. <laughs> you know, and then like a couple years later, you know, I hadn't quite become a major stoner, and I changed doctors, and I got another cavity, and she's like, I'm going to give you a little bit of gas. She goes, if you want to listen to music on headphones, I have a Walkman for you. Yeah. And it's like an old, huge Walkman. Dude, this is the best doctor I've ever heard. Like a brick. I'm going to get you high and play music for yeah, you so you can enjoy your highness. And, and, like, I turn on Hot 97, and it's, like, old school at noon. And, like, so she's pumping me up with the nitrous, and I'm listening to old school rap, and I'm, like, 19. And I'm You're like, developing some neural pathways yeah. of addiction. Right I was like, this is the stuff. This yeah. is what I want. You know, it was just... Classic dentistry. And then, though, years later, in my in this that pre-Vicodin story, it was the same dentist. And, uh, and like, she knew I was in recovery. And I was like, give me the nitrous. Did she give it to you? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, because I wasn't, you know, how much recovery can you be in if you're demanding nitrous? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was like, but at this point, you know, I'm 40, yeah. and I have my iPhone, and I just put on Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> and I was like, hit the switch, lady. Give me the stuff. And You're I, like, and can you wait until it peaks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, give me, I was like, it's almost there. I was like, give me another 30 seconds. Dude, I have a funny day. No, and then she goes, then she goes, she goes, how is it? She goes, do you need more? I was like, I need more. <laughs> oh, I did that once that I was getting knocked out for an operation and they give you like a test dose, you know, and they're like to see how you tolerate it or something. And they're like, how do you feel? And like, I was fucking rock, like so sedated. And I was just like, tried my hardest to like say as loud as I can. I was like, I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, they, uh, I got a good dental story. You just reminded me of so this is one of my friends from high school when he was in college. He stopped drinking for a year. He's not afflicted. But because of this story, he stopped drinking for a year. He's getting married to this chick. They've been dating for like eight years or something. So he woke up one morning, my friend, right? And he blacked out. You know, he's at Boston College. He blacked out. And he puts his hand in his pocket. And he finds in his pocket two front teeth. And his teeth? No, his, his teeth are there. All he has in his pocket. He says nothing else. No wallet. I think... Just two front teeth in his pocket, right? And then he ends up meeting up with his girlfriend later, right? He lost her or something like that. She comes home. She woke up in the hospital, and she was missing her two front teeth. Yeah. And they don't know what happened. They got separated somehow. He had her teeth in, in his pocket, 
And then he didn't drink for a year after that. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, that means you're not an addict, though. You experience a negative consequence and you amend your behavior. I would, like, start laughing and then, then shalancha. Shalancha? Shalancha. What's that? That's what Irish people say when they drink. Um, fucking, I have a friend, one of my best friends, I've talked about him before. Uh, you know, I used to do tons of drugs and mm. whatever with him. And uh, he left New York high on heroin, with, you know, a bundle of heroin in his pocket. He drove all the way to Chicago or whatever and uh, basically checked right into detox or got checked into detox. Then he got out, uh, got a prescription for Klonopin, yeah. became an alcoholic, uh, met this girl, like complimented her on her ass, and then they had a kid. You know, like really? And then happy ever after? No. no. <laughs> then, then he became a raging alcoholic, had another kid. With a different person? Same, same person. Yeah. Uh, got drunk uh, the night uh, before their wedding uh, and then didn't go to the wedding. Like, no, like really? had this resentment against her and he didn't go to the wedding. Oh, my God. Uh, he was so, like, drunk and angry. And then what happened from there? Then she left him. Because of that. Well, in years of alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then now, he's talking to me about um, therapy, and, uh, and, and he's, he has another girl, he's engaged yeah. to another girl, and he's like trying to sort out like what, what it is about these women that fucks him up. Yeah. I'm like, dude. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> well, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> it's nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know? But it's like to sit there on the phone with him, and like you know, it's his disease is so strong. He'll do anything to keep protect it, it dude. To keep totally. it, to keep it safe, to protect it. You know? Everybody else, you know, on the phone with me, he's an alcoholic and a drug addict. Yeah, where he lives, he has a little drinking problem. He drinks a little too much. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, on the phone, he'll say that to you that he's an alcoholic. Yeah, uh, yeah. he knows he's an alcoholic, but in his town, yeah, in his amongst his people. He drinks a little too much. I feel, I feel like the culture's changed a little bit where, like, I think in the 50s, <clears throat> you could be an alcoholic, and as long as you never said, like, the words, like, I think I have an alcohol problem, like, you were fine as long as you, like, put food on the table and went to work. Right. Where nowadays, like... It, it depends who you're dealing with, because his fiance doesn't, like, isn't like, you're an alcoholic, you need help, and he's put her through the ringer. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, like, a classic, like, enabling situation you know there's a lot of women out there and men for women who are just like okay we'll put up with it and not say a peep and then there's the opposite you know yeah people that drug test you yes <laughs> but thank god man it's, it's it's so like i always say it's just like like i have therapy right i had therapy today yeah and uh i like don't know what to talk about oh like, i don't do you know what my therapy is you know when i actually do therapy i just talk about things i'm comfortable with and then when we actually – it's like a joke. When we actually do therapy, the therapy is talking about why I can't do therapy. And that's the most amount of therapy we do. Yeah, but did you pay for that or your parents pay for parents pay for it. Yeah, I pay for my fucking bullshit therapy. Yeah. I just feel I, – I, I cut it back to once a week or yeah. to once every two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm like looking for stuff to talk about. That's good. That's like, a good time. Like uh, this morning, like at my – the therapist's office – Okay, uh, there's, you go into this building, and there's a guard 
at the building, this old black guy, and he listens to like really good jazz music, like really classic fucking fifties jazz. And uh and he has a he's like African but he's lived in America for like forty years, so he's got that very refined, deep American African voice. Yeah, it's great. And he's like uh he's like you're going to need to sign in. You know, <laughs> like that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden he stopped being there. And I hated him, but because he always made me sign in. And like one of my favorite things is not signing in. Why? Like, I just like it's it. It's difficult. No, I like to feel like I'm like one of the guys and I don't <laughs> have to sign in. They know me. Yeah. I'm, I'm trustable. Yeah. You know, like it's like that. And, um, and so then finally... You know, I would try to get past... I used this. to sign in at your building. Did you know that? And I would get angry. Do you don't remember? I was like, yeah. dude, just walk now past I just, I just look at the guy and just say, hey, they don't fucking care. They no. care less. Yeah, you yeah. just say... So anyway, so I'm at the building, and whenever he sees me, I try to run past him. But not run past him, but just look like I belong there. Okay. And every time he makes me sign in. And then like five weeks ago or something, he wasn't there anymore. And some dude was there. Some other guy you yeah. know a younger guy and i walk right past him and he doesn't make me sign in and i'm like oh yeah oh there you go man and, but but and so for four weeks i was in good shape and then this morning uh he makes me sign in and i'm like i'm like i missed the elevator and these elevators are really slow and i got so mad and then like five people walk right past him yeah and i'm like and i went Man, why didn't you make them sign in? He didn't say I it. did. You're such a pussy. Dude. And he said, "What?" I said, "Nothing." <laughs> and I went upstairs. That's funny. This episode sucks. You're not supposed to say that. Why? It's only you can say that. Yeah, but I really mean it when I say it. You say it as like a funny thing. Do we have any more signing in stories? <laughs> well, you don't like my signing in. No, story? I like it, dude. It was pretty good, actually. Um, you like? You want to see my like signature? It. Look at my signature. That's sweet. <laughs> but your picture. Your picture's pretty bad. Dude, what are you what happened? You here? wanna see a worse picture? Why do you want to turn the show into really bad? Why we were in a good spot. What, what was this school for? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the five that I attended. Good old WIT. Yeah, that was I was working construction and they wanted me to learn how to do surveying, like land surveying. So I went and took a couple classes there. And I literally, I know I didn't, I, I signed up for a land survey and he goes, I went once and then I never showed up again. And like, like six months later, I got a certificate of completion. In the <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why do you think this episode sucks? I don't know, man. I think it's just hot in here. It's really hot. Should I open the door again? Yeah. There was, was drug, you didn't like the drug dreams portion? Oh, the drug dreams was straight fire, bro. How about the, the. The baby back ribs. That was the episode. That was the last one. Whew, it's nice out there. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful out. It's a nice night. I love New York City. Yeah, let's just call it a night. Let's just call it early. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll just play your thing on loop until we hit an hour. I'll, just, I'll just keep playing. Uh, I want to be good so bad. No, we don't need to hit an hour. <laughs> no, Do we, we don't need to hit an hour. Well, maybe we should. Should we filibuster? What do you got? Ah, what do I got? Let me look at my notes. Let me check my notes out. Yeah. Okay, we are going to... Let's my... call Ray... Fuck. 
<laughs> Stop saying his last name. Let's call Ray. We already had to go back and fix it. I don't even think Ray cares if you say his last name. Yes, he does. Are you sure? Yeah, he does. Because that's such a generic is. name. Oh, here, here's a note. We were going to talk about drug movies again. No, I want to hear what happened to Ray since he's done the show. You mean as his as How people started notice, noticing him on it's the like sh- after Chef, you're going Shark Tank. How your life changes? And if people noticed him on the street and whatnot, put it on speaker. It is on speaker. Are you going to tell him he's on the show? Hello. Hey Ray. Hey David. How are you? Good. I love the new song for Shizzle. For Shizzle, I love that one last night. So we're sitting here, uh, we're recording Dopey. You are? Yeah, so you're oh, on Dopey again. Huh? So say hi to the Dopey Nation. I love the Dopey Nation. So here's the question, Ray. You ever watch Shark Tank? No. What is it? Well, Shark Tank is a show where entrepreneurs help people with ideas to make big money uh, and invest in their I products. Think yeah. I think you've watched it here. Really? I think so. Uh, we watched the South American drug guy. Oh, Narcos. And Keith, and Keith Richards' story. <laughs> I've never seen Shark Tank, but I know what it is. Anyway, no, no, no. They, on Shark Tank, they show, like, after you've been on the Shark Tank, how your life has changed. Yeah. And I wanted to see, maybe you could tell us how your life has changed since you've been on Dopey. And so you can tell us, hey, Ray, it's Chris. <laughs> you can tell us how you're... Life. Ha- Wait, you can tell us how you're your life. He's talking to hold you. Hold on, hold on. He asked you a question. What did he say? He says, "This is Chris." Hey, hey, Ray. It's Chris. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, so this episode isn't going to go up for like five to six weeks. So you can say how your life has changed since you've been on Dopey, and how you would like it to change in the next five weeks before this airs. Uh, well, I, this is how my life has changed. I went. I. I saw that Dopey is now on Facebook and then I was I was without my permission put into a Dopey uh, group and I left the Dopey group and I was put back into it so then I made my Facebook so you can't put me into a group without you wanting to be. <laughs> I changed my Facebook profile. Shut up. Well, we've deleted that group, haven't we? No, we don't know how to delete the group. <laughs> Ray, I'm sorry. It's like this woman is just is going cr- What? She's great. The woman is great. You just need to say only nice things. Yeah. There's a woman who's a dopey super fan, and she's great. Her name yeah. is Ruth. Yeah. And um, oh. she's convinced. I, yeah, I don't want any of those people to then be contacting me via Facebook. Yeah, that's why the dopey group is coming down. Don't worry. Because I don't want to be in there either. It's like having a party where you don't want people to come. Yeah. And plus, it's like we have masks on and we can't wear masks in the dopey group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but also, like, I feel like there was no connection. Nobody I knew was going to find dopey. But now that it's on Facebook and I have friends that are mutual friends of you guys, I feel like it's going to be more transparent. No, not no, because we're not connected to the dopey page at all. Okay. <laughs> the Dopey page, we don't. Our names aren't on it. It's just Dopey, and, and somebody else set it up for us. Oh, okay. But um, but the Dopey Nation is growing, and people. Somebody wrote me that they got chills from listening to Lean. Oh yeah. Yep. Aaron. Oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. This guy he listened to to every episode of Dopey in three days, and then he said he said the episode with you was his favorite, and that he 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 got a crazy feeling when he heard your song. Oh, to lean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what song I should have played was the Werewolves. That's Dopey. Well, me and Chris were talking about it, and we'd love to have you back on. Yeah, will you come back on, Ray? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Why? Did you listen to the episode? Uh, what are you guys up to? Why are you up so late? I don't know. We've been doing this for hours. You know who we had? Ray, you know who we had on last week? One of the guys from the rap group House of Pain. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> no, it's jump around. You're thinking, you're thinking of Van Halen. You're thinking of Van Halen or Crisscross. All right, let's wrap this up. No, Crisscross did. I'm gonna make you go jump, jump. The Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. What about tag team back again? Check it to you know that one. Begin. Huh? Fuck me, I'm Irish. Fuck me, I'm. Oh, that's that's House of Pain, right? So, so Ray, how is so besides the Facebook intrusion and you having to change your whole Facebook profile, how has Dopey changed your life? I had to block you guys. I had to block Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> Did you unlike the page? No, I went in and changed it so that you can't even see me. Dopey can't find me. I <laughs> <laughs> found you right now. I'm invisible to Dopey. But but I thought you liked the Facebook page. No. <laughs> I don't know. The group, I'm so the group can't see me. Can I ask a really stupid question? What? What does it matter if, you, if, the, if you're a, a part of it? I just don't want people on Facebook. Because I have, like, straight friends on Facebook and relatives and stuff. I don't want them to suddenly find the Dopey podcast. I think that's it'd fair. Be like them, it's kind of like them accidentally hearing a tape of me quali- qualification. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Looks like I'm the show... Even, it's time to take I'm the show down, I think. Any with my family or, any, you know, or anyone. It's just my very close music friends. All right, my Ray. I stopped drinking. They have no idea I'm going to AA. I hear you. How's your how's your sobriety coming along? Fine. I went to a meeting tonight. Excellent. My home group. Chris Chris is saying we have to get off the phone with you. He's, I'm, he's I'm thinking, losing he's it. I want to end the episode, and just, I've had enough. But oh. Ray, I miss you. Oh, Chris, Chris, if you're in town on a Thursday night, there's a great group called Big Book Magic that I go to. Okay, where is it? Twenty eighth and ninth. I actually come down on Wednesday and Thursday, so let's definitely plan on doing that. Okay, it's just a big book study group, and it's like very high, very high level sobriety, but at the same time very like lighthearted and you know chill and fun. You, you know what Ray just said is he thinks my sobriety is high level. I think yeah. he just said that this <laughs> this meeting is just like a dopey episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Bye.
All right, there we go. We uh, we hit an hour. <laughs> and again, we just we just we just breached the tradition. Oh yeah, I'll bleep out the. I forgot about those traditional things. <laughs> well, what about the concepts? How are we doing with the concepts? I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about them either. Nobody does. All and right. if you know about the concepts, it's like you have issues. No, write an email. Let us know <laughs> about the concepts. Yeah. All right, we need a sponsor for Dopey. We need reviews for iTunes. We need sponsors. We need reviews. We need guests. We need shout-outs for e- clean time. We need emails. We need shout-outs for clean times. We need microphones. We need recording software. Can I say something, we need though? Editors. Something just occurred to me. Something just occurred to me. What? The advantage of the Dopey group is that they can ask each other for stuff. And the Dopey Nation could be a self-fulfilling thing. Yeah. Doesn't that sound beautiful? It does sound beautiful. Let's think about that. Let's think about it. Let's table it. But I guess we can't get Ray in it. How funny is that? I know. That is really funny. I did notice that I logged in and it was like, you're a member of some group. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. What did we talk about this episode? Drug dreams. Yeah, very little. All right. Good night. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. Hold on. Isn't there anything else you could say? Your toodles is getting so fucking bad. Toodles. It's like, ugh. I say toodles because uh, people used to call me Okie Doodles. My nickname was Okie in high school, and then my friend's cousin started calling me Okie Doodles. And then I started saying toodles. Is that true? Yeah. That's a horrible story. But when you say it at the end of an episode that you want to be over, it's like, fuck you doodles. <laughs> fuck you doodles. It's not good. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. Let's go for another hour. All right. So I was like in this place one time. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Oh, toodle doodles.